Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to be back with you for the start of another broadcast week. And this will be a very important week. This tomorrow, this same time, we will be right into Election Day. Now, many of you have already voted. We'll have some conversation about that during the course of the broadcast. And I must warn you, allergies are kicking my rear end (laughs) over the weekend. It's just been driving me crazy. It's weird. I'll have, I'll do well for a while, then just start sneezing up a storm. And no, I don't have COVID. Just making that clear. (laughs) But there will be a lot of interesting developments during tomorrow's election day. I have a compilation of a number of stories we'll go into to discuss things that are happening right here in the Carolinas and around the country. I also want to get your thoughts, your sense of the mood of things, especially if you're an early voter. I want to know if you went out and voted early, whether that was perhaps different for you this time around as we had early voting in North and South Carolina. Is this a neat change for you? I, I've already communicated to you that I have a sense of cautious optimism about tomorrow. But at the same time, I, it's very measured for me. Because I tend to really take the more pessimistic side a good part of the time. And the goal for me is to make sure that I am not disappointed. But I have to tell you, Based on some of the things that we'll go into today, there are a number of reasons to be quite encouraged, including some races that I'll just be very blunt with you. Based on the circumstances on the ground, they should be blowouts against the GOP. (laughs) One race in particular that you've heard me talk about a number of times, but it could very well end up in the R column. We'll address these. All of these races, these significant ones that are getting a lot of attention uh, during the course of the broadcast today. I first want to start by talking about early voting here in North Carolina. The observers reporting that more than 200,000 people just in the Charlotte area, more than 200,000 people have cast ballots. That's a pretty good number here in an off-year election. 
Now, we're talking about early voting sites, absentee by mail, both of these figures. Now, this is actually a slight decrease from 2018 early voting totals, a significant dip from 2020, which is expected because that's a presidential election year. Now, we had early voting here in North Carolina from October 20th, and it ended on Saturday. That's what we had here in North Carolina. 187,944 Mecklenburg County residents voted in person, 15,821 by mail ballots, all received. And to our credit, the credit of those folks who work hard in the Board of Elections office, there's no reason to believe these are not going to be counted day of. We're not going to have the kinds of issues that they have in other states, not to mention the states in particular, Pennsylvania. A total of 203,765 votes already in. That's the total. 25% of the county's 800,000 registered voters. So that's where we are in terms of Mecklenburg County. Across North Carolina, about 29% of 7.4 million registered voters cast ballots prior to the midterm elections. 29%. As of Sunday morning, 2,007,518 North Carolina residents voted in person. 140,517 absentee by mail ballots. Total of... 2,148,035. Now, this is a 13% increase over the same time in 2018, according to the Board of Elections. So statewide, there is a performance that's better than the last off-year election. So that's how this breaks down. Some other interesting figures here. Data from the State Board of Elections showing as of Sunday, 27% of black registered voters had cast ballots early, either in person or by mail. Of white registered voters, 32% voted early. Registration. Let us see. 38% of those who voted across the state registered Democrats. 31% registered Republicans. 30% unaffiliated. That's how this breaks down for the state of North Carolina. And as I mentioned, we've discussed this before. There are a lot of people who are traditionalists here. They are very much um, into the idea of Election Day. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. Nothing wrong with that. Although I urged people to get out and vote, my purpose as a talk show host has been just to get people to go vote, whether it's before the election or day of. Just don't be negligent in this area. South of the border, nearly 444, actually 440,000 South Carolina voters cast ballots ahead of Election Day. 440,000. Now, at stake in South Carolina, 
You've got races deciding the governor's race, state school superintendent, handful of congressional, legislative, and other local races. So uh, the figures we have are through Thursday. 438,000 South Carolinians out of the total of 3.3 million registered voters had voted early. That's the figure that we have so far. In uh, the state of South Carolina, Election Day, for those of you who have not voted, the polls open 7 o'clock and they close at 7 p.m. So keep that in mind. Now, the state legislature passed early voting earlier this year, allowing any registered voter presenting a valid photo ID to cast their ballot early. And those who can't get a photo ID were able to present a non-photo registration card and vote provisionally. So that was the uh, scene down in South Carolina, just setting the stage for Election Day tomorrow. Still to come on the broadcast today, we are going to delve right into a number of very important races, some of the key races that will decide the balance of power in the Senate. We will also have the candidate for U.S. Senate here in North Carolina on the broadcast. He will join us to talk about the state of things. And among the unfortunate events that happened over the weekend, you'll hear from a candidate who's had real trouble with uh, cognitive issues, much like our president. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. 
Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. On the Vince Coakley radio program, over on the text line, we begin here. As far as early voting goes, I prefer to vote on Election Day. However, I drove by my polling place last week, no line, walked right in, and voted. Walked out in just a couple of minutes. Felt good to be done. Hopefully no shenanigans with this election, although I'm counting on it, in Pennsylvania. (laughs) I don't think you're the only one. I have no problem saying there should be no early voting or mail-in voting. There should be one day of voting, an absentee voting requiring a notary to confirm that you are who you say you are. Oh, okay. It's not so much tradition to vote on Election Day as it is understanding that early voting gives the Democrats a heads up regarding how many votes they need to add to the total to steal. It's much more difficult on their fraud When you vote the day of the election, early voting is their plan for that. Okay. A lot of skeptical people, and hey, you're entitled to your opinion. Your naivete, trust in the election system is extremely alarming. Okay. That's the good news for the morning. The Panthers still suck. Chris out of Shelby. Really? Oh, my goodness. And this um, humorous texter, Vince Donald Trump here, your favorite president, and wanted to let your listeners know that I may, possibly could, very, very soon, might announce that I'm running for president. How about my new degrading nickname for Ron DeSantis? (laughs) Goodness. If you'd like to join the conversation, you are welcome to do so. The Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800 928 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. And we've got some interesting information coming out on a number of very important polls in races across the country. I think one of the most significant ones is in the state of Ohio. And as I start there, This is kind of a twofer because we're going to talk about the polling numbers, but we're also going to talk about what is already happening among Democrats. I think they are sensing that tomorrow could be ugly. We'll get to that in a moment. First, J.D. Vance. In fact, I'm still reading his book, Hillbilly Elegy. Polling shows him securing 53.9% of support from likely voters. That's a pretty healthy number. You get about 50%. You're doing pretty good. If this proves to be the case tomorrow, that will certainly be very good news. 10-point lead over Democrat Tim Ryan in the latest Trafalgar Group poll. 
53.9% of voters for Vance, 43.5% for his opponent, Democrat Representative Tim Ryan. Only 2.5% undecided in this race. This is a sampling of 1,123 likely general election voters. 2.9% election margin of error. 95% confidence level. The people in this poll, 45.1% Republican, 40.6% Democrat, 14.3% had no party or other affiliation. This poll, according to the pollster, saying this is a strong indication Vance had gained ground since the previous poll three weeks ago. He was at 47 to 43. Tim Ryan's basically held in the same position. He, he gained like 0.3%. But Vance has gained apparently a number of undecided people here to push him above the 50% mark. During the election cycle, Breitbart reporting the two candidates have gone back and forth on who would be better to represent the state. However, Ryan has done a disservice to himself by trying to campaign like a moderate. In fact, during the first debate, Ryan, who votes with his own party leadership 100% of the time, said politicians who don't have the guts to stand up to their party are a huge threat to democracy. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, really? And it's showing because people... People don't buy what you're selling. They just don't. They don't. Hopefully, this one will hold firm for tomorrow. Also, another interesting story about this particular race. I've given you a little bit of a preview. We've talked about this as early as last week, how there were indications of panic among Democrats. How's this headline for you? Tim Ryan bashes Dems as J.D. Vance takes lead in polls in Ohio's Senate race. Distancing himself from the Democratic Party. Now again, this is strategy on his part. Trying to distance himself from the party. He said the National Democratic Party has never been really good at strategic political decisions. Thank God I have enough experience. I've built this campaign not needing them, and we really don't want them at this point. (laughs) We're going to do this thing with all the grassroots people that we have here. Oh, my goodness. This is hilarious. It really is. By the way, this is one of the highest fundraising Senate candidates in the country. But he's received less support from the National Party groups than J.D. Vance has. Here's an example of the kind of support he's received. He's gotten celebrities in. Isn't that great? Dave Matthews' band even did a performance. (laughs) On the side for J.D. Vance, the endorsement from Donald Trump, Senator Ted Cruz coming in, and Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina. Axios pointing out, Ohio is a red-trending state. 
that Trump won by eight points in 2020, which also explains where that particular race stands right now. And again, there's no guarantees here until all the votes are counted. Also, another race we are closely watching, this one in the state of Pennsylvania. We'll go into this a little bit later on. And another little gaffe, an unfortunate gaffe for one candidate who is unfortunately making a number of gaffes. And a race that the Republican Party, some have actually written off. But we've got some interesting polling data on that one as well, along with Senate candidate Ted Budd. Stay with us. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. channels and they've been running a whole lot of sherry beasley commercials a lot of them some of them are attack ads against ted bud some of them in support of sherry beasley here's how things stand with polling today this is from newsweek newsweek saying in north carolina republican ted bud appears to have a lead over democrat sherry beasley real clear politics shows bud up about five points while 538 shows the GOP candidate ahead by about four points. Polling from East Carolina University, published last week, showing Bud leading Beasley by six points, 52-46. That poll, a margin of error of 3.3%. Joining us now to uh, give his thoughts on the state of the race on this election eve, Congressman Ted Bud. Good morning. Welcome back to the broadcast, sir. Oh, it is great to be back with you. Thanks so much for having me. Well, first off, I want to ask you, um, how do you feel today about the state of your race? Well, I don't have much of a voice, but I've got a lot of energy. We're still traveling around the state. We're down in the eastern part today, Brunswick County, headed to Greenville, up to Rocky Mount, and then back to Raleigh, and then back uh, headed west afterwards. So we're not going to let up until 730 when polls close tomorrow night, and uh, we're not going to assume any votes. We're going to ask for people's prayers, support, and their votes all the way through the finish line. But uh, we're cautiously optimistic. But again, we don't want to take anything for granted. I know the polls are starting to favor us. But again, we've just got to stay on the gas here in North Carolina. 
What are you finding as you have conversations with voters and obviously you're speaking to these voters, delivering messages? Um, what is it that's resonating with people this time around? Yeah, I would say the top three things are the first would be inflation. And they're talking about it in very real terms. I mean, they're saying this is these are the amount of groceries that I could afford two years ago. And, you know, then this is the shopping cart I can afford now. And it's, you know, half empty. And then they're talking about how do they, you know, put gas in their tank and groceries on their table. And, you know, two months ago, buy back the school clothes for their kids. So it's tough for folks. And uh, these are all self-inflicted wounds from from Joe Biden. And Sherry Beasley would do more of the same. So inflation is number one. The second is crime and whether that's fentanyl or uh, locally, uh, the, the lack of support for our law enforcement or whether it's the border issue. I think those are all connected because, you know, sheriffs and people around the state are telling me every single county in North Carolina is now a border county because of Joe Biden's policies. So we got to fix crime. And then parents just want to stay in their kids' education. They don't want to be told they're a domestic terrorist when they, you know, stand up in a school board meeting. That's, that's part of our representative democracy. And we've got to uh, make sure we respect that and give parents a choice in their kids' education. So those are the top three things we're seeing. One of the things that's really interesting to watch is the conversation, particularly about the economy, in a practical way. What is it that you would be able to do as a senator to be able to counteract what's happening out of the White House? Yeah, look at it as a brake pedal and a gas pedal. The first two years, you've really got to step on the brakes and you've got to hold Joe Biden accountable. You've got to stop him from what he's been doing so far. You know, will he pivot like Joe Biden pivoted in 1995 after the Republican wave with Newt Gingrich? I don't know if he's smart enough to do that. So, you know, we, we can only hope for the sake of our country. But the first thing we have to do is we have to step on the brakes. And then we have to position ourselves and do what we said we're going to do, hold them accountable, get ready for 2024. And at that point, we can begin pressing the gas in the right direction. But the first thing is a big brake pedal. Because I can say anything. Right now, I'm in Congress. I'm in the, the House Financial Services Committee. Uh, Maxine Waters is my chair. AOC is on that committee. Three out of four of the squad. I can say anything I want in the five minutes that I have, but I can't control what the narrative's about. They won't bring up issues that need to be brought up, and they bring up these uh, leftist, Marxist, socialist, uh, uh, progressive agenda. And we have to make sure that we get to hold them accountable, hold the Biden administration accountable, because certainly. Uh, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and their committee members will not. You know, one of the things uh, we're talking here with uh, Congressman Ted Budd, uh, we've already gotten indications that there's the possibility, in fact, likelihood, if Republicans did take over the House and or the Senate, that the strategy then moves to blaming Republicans for the financial condition of the country. Uh, is this something you're anticipating, that they're essentially going to blame you for what they've already done, the damage that's already been caused? Well, they've already tried it, and the voters are going to show you know, how smart they are when they go to the polls tomorrow and they reject what Joe Biden has been doing um, around this country. I mean, he's made us less energy dependent. He's discouraged work. He's tried to overregulate and uh, not rule through uh, Congress, but rule through uh, unelected bureaucrats. So we have to rein that in. And look, the voters are smart. They, they know who has caused these problems, and we're going to stand up and do what we said we're going to do. Uh, and then hold him accountable. And I, I don't think that he's going to pull the wool over anybody's eyes over the next two years. But we've got to stay on point. 
and we've got to hold them accountable, and that's our number one priority. On the subject of desperation, one of the issues they were hoping uh, would have a tremendous impact on this election, the subject of abortion, uh, what are you planning to do? Do you have any agenda along these lines? Because you are identified as a person who's wanting to put in place what are being characterized as draconian measures to prevent abortions. I support the Supreme Court decision, which sends it back to Raleigh. I mean, wouldn't you rather have 170 people making the decision for us here in the state, you know, in the state legislature, rather than nine people in 1973 in Washington, D.C. on the Supreme Court? I think that's a lot better to send to Raleigh. However, if the Democrats are going to do something as extreme as they voted for in the House, uh, that is, you know, something is completely outlandish and out out of step with North Carolina, and that is abortion at any time for any reason, all the way up until the moment of birth at taxpayer expense. And that's not where North Carolina is. So I'll counter that with something federally, but I much prefer it uh, belongs to the states. So you so you tend to favor, I want to make sure I understand where you're coming from, you, you favor state action on this. You are less interested in federal action. Uh, that is correct. However, if the Democrats are going to be as extreme as they, as they have recently proven themselves to be, uh, then I will counter it with uh, federal legislation. But I much prefer it belong in the states. We have less than a minute left here. Uh, what's your final message to voters? Uh, your appeal to those who have not voted yet. Why should they vote for Congressman Ted Budd for Senate tomorrow? Well, again, thank you for having me. I want to say that everything that I've run for in the U.S. Congress and everything that I'm running for right now in the U.S. Senate is to make lives better for us here in North Carolina and in our country. And everything that Sherry Beasley would do and everything that Joe Biden has done uh, would make things continue worse and worse and worse in this country. And we have to put the brakes on that agenda. So I would just want to humbly ask for people's prayers, support, and their vote in the next more than you know, 24, 30 hours until polls close tomorrow night. All right, Congressman Ted Budd, uh, it's good to talk to you again. Thanks a lot for joining us on the broadcast this morning. Take good care of that voice, and uh, Lord willing, we'll hopefully talk with you very soon. God bless. Thanks so much. Again, Congressman Ted Budd, who uh, polls are showing, is ahead in that race. But again, we remind you, um, like Ted is saying, you've got to get out and vote. The only poll that really matters is what happens on election day, election night. So uh, if it's a message that resonates with you, then go for it. Still to come, we're going to talk more about the Senate races and uh, the firing opening shot from 2024 against Ron DeSantis. (laughs) Stay with us. Coakley radio program. What are your thoughts about Ted Budd, who has been representing, I believe, North Carolina's 13th congressional district? He is up against Sherry Beasley. You know, one of the things I'm looking forward to tomorrow, I will be absolutely thrilled about. I'm just very clear about this. I will be so glad to see the end to these commercials. I mean, it's it's absolutely awful. I, I told you about the ones that are running on the abortion issue. 
And uh, I think they ran. I think those have stopped. Thank goodness. Those were just awful. And they look like they were put together like a bunch of high schoolers. You know, it looks like high schoolers did it for their project or something. Anyway, all of this will be over tomorrow. Over on the text line, good morning, Vince. Happy Monday. One more day to go. I'm not going to get too excited. They will probably drag the results on and make us wait until January (laughs) to certify the results. Democrats, our country, Democrats have nominated all anti-American Marxist communists to run for office with the sole intention to destroy us once and for all. They've brainwashed half of our citizens into thinking America is a bad place that needs to change. So disheartening. So disappointing. So disgusting. Yeah. They have to be stopped. Now's the chance to do so, America. America, God shed his grace on thee. Yeah. If voters were so smart, they wouldn't keep putting the same people in office over and over again, then complain about the same crap. (laughs) That's very true, isn't it? Then several weeks ago, New Jersey Governor Chris Christie made this statement. Trump will always act in his own self-interest, not in the interest of what is good for the Republican Party. Well, duh. (laughs) That's certainly not a revelation. Vince, the wife and I are praying Trump won't run for president. It was a cheap mocking shot at DeSantis, who I emailed, asking him to run. That's Gene out of Rock Hill. Since we've already had a number of people bringing this up, why don't we go to this right now? This is a piece of audio from over the weekend. Now, one of the things that Donald Trump did at a rally, basically we had dueling rallies. We're going to talk more about this in the next hour, by the way. But let's go ahead and set the stage for this conversation. In fact, UK Daily Mail, boy, they have already blown this up. It's Don versus Ron. The MAGA battle comes to Florida as Trump and GOP governor hold dueling rattle rally. I will get this straight in a moment. Dueling rallies in their midterm push. Now, I'm not going to tell you what Donald Trump called Ron DeSantis yet bragging he's beating him in the 2024 polls. I'll let you hear it for yourself. Here is the comment, and again, setting the stage for you, he starts to put up on a screen some of the polling numbers that are coming out from various states about the state of the 2024 race. Listen up, here is uh, what Donald Trump had to say. But we have the best poll numbers. Where are they? Are they putting them up on the screen? I think so. Put them up. Look. Yeah, we're putting them up. We're winning. We're winning big, big, big in the Republican Party for the nomination like nobody's ever seen before. Let's see. There it is. Trump at 71. Ronda Sanctimonious at 10%. Mike Pence at 7. Oh, Mike's doing better than I thought. Ron DeSanctimonious. This is pathetic. Before I share some of the stories that have been done on this, there are two of them. One's by Mediaite, the other one by the UK Daily Mail, as I mentioned. Let me just explain a little background on where this is coming from. I mean, obviously, he recognizes the biggest threat to his candidacy, other than the Department of Justice is Ron DeSantis. 
Something that you need to learn, and many of you probably already know, about human nature. We reveal a lot of our character by, you know, and Donald Trump reveals a lot of his character by the words that he uses. De-sanctimonious. What is he saying? He's basically calling Ron DeSantis self-righteous. You know, you know, generally, not all the time, because there's appropriate time to call people self-righteous, but there's no reason to make such an attack on Ron DeSantis. There's nothing. And Ron DeSantis has, has done nothing to him. What this is about, it's about Donald Trump's own corruption, his own terrible character. That's what this is about. When you have bad character, what do you do? You attack righteous people. You attack people who do have virtue. People who do have standards. That's what you do. So you need to understand, when he calls Ron DeSantis desanctimonious, that's what's going on here. He's attacking character that sadly he will never have himself. I don't mind saying that. I've said this for a long time. By every account I've heard, and I have some friends who know Ron DeSantis from working with him in Congress, by every definition, this is a man of upstanding character. And I'm just going to be blunt. Donald Trump cannot light a candle to this man in character. Coming up, we'll talk about the stories and we'll also address the other races around the country and get your thoughts about how things may play out tomorrow evening. Hour number two is straight ahead. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.